The opinions expressed on the following program are those of the program sponsor, Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and its hosts and callers, and may not reflect those of KSLR or Salem Communications. The content of this program may not be suitable for young listeners and is intended for a mature audience. Parents are strongly encouraged to use discretion with children who may be listening. Share comments with Shadow of His Wings Ministry at 210-887-9007 or online at shadowofhiswingsministry.com. Welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds with Lee and Shay Preston, directors of Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We pray those who feel forgotten by Christ or who don't feel worthy to call upon the name of Jesus can come to find His hope, His grace, His healing, and ultimately His love. Let's listen in as Lee and Shay seek to offer real answers to life's tough questions. Well, good evening and uh, welcome to Healing Hidden Wounds. Uh, I'm Lee Preston and I'm here tonight with my wife, Shay. Hi, Shay. Good evening. We have had a busy, busy weekend and, uh, busy and blessed. That's right. Busy and blessed. That's a great way to put it. Uh, we had a journey to freedom this weekend. It was a uh, retreat for folks struggling with same-sex attraction. And uh, just in case you're listening and you're wondering who out there still believes that homosexuality is uh, something that is not God's best, it's a sin in, in his eyes and wants freedom, uh, then we found at least seven folks this weekend who are interested in trying to find freedom, trying to find hope, and trying to find God's best. And so we were just blessed by them finding God's best. It was a wonderful weekend. Just sweet folks. Um, just really wanted to know God's best, wanted to know the best things that God has for them, and, and wanted to understand how to become free or how to begin the journey to freedom from same-sex attraction and homosexual uh, sin. And it was just a beautiful weekend. Just a lot of genuine hearts and uh, just just folks who were willing to be Vulnerable and open up and and talk and so we were just really. I just think the best part is when, just when the guards start coming down, you know, the walls start coming down and the intimacy, you know, just the pure intimacy of friendship and love and and just seeking God's best and putting God first and and, you know, where are we going in our lives, you know. Towards God's best. Absolutely. And it's just a wonderful place. It's just a, a sweet place, and I'm glad that that I was able to be a part of it. Absolutely. And I think something that really stood out to me and something that I just encourage folks to, to really ask God to allow you to be a part sometime of getting to know folks who are either in this lifestyle. Shay and I have begun to see that this is no longer just a us against them, a sin versus not sin. It's a mission field. It's it's our new mission field. You know, I realize that there are still folks in in other countries and other places that haven't heard the gospel, but I believe that the gay community and and folks struggling with homosexuality that that is our ne- next mission field in this country uh, because these folks were afraid. They were afraid of what we might say. They weren't sure what we might think of them. They weren't sure about 
whether or not we were, you know, uh, gonna ridicule, ridicule, or, or whether we were friend or foe. It was, it was kind of like, uh, one young man, uh, said, you know, I didn't know if you were gonna make me stay here, if, if I wanted to leave, could I leave? You know, it's like, it was just amazing to see the fear. And so there's just been a lot of hurt and fear and, and misunderstanding between the church and the gay community. And there's been a lot of fear instilled into folks in the gay community by the gay community that somehow folks, us Christians, people trying to show freedom and demonstrate that there is something outside of homosexuality that, that is God's best, which is his freedom is somehow we're going to try to make you, we're going to somehow try to force you, we're going to call you names, we're going to ridicule you. Hook you up to machines. One, <laughs> one person said, oh, yeah, I thought you may have had a machine you could, you might hook me up to to try to make me change. Right. And I just encourage you to kind of, at least to begin thinking about this as a mission field. And not the end of the, not the end of our country, but a mission field. That we have a place in our country now. We have a, a mission opportunity to really help folks who struggle in this area to see Christ and to know His love. And not to accept the sin, but to know His love while telling them the truth about the sin. I mean, we wouldn't go to another country and say, yes, it's okay to continue witchcraft or continue practicing voodoo or visiting your, your witch doctor, but you can be a Christian at the you know, you can accept Christ at the same time. We would tell the truth. That is not God's best. It is not what God has for us. Well, and I just want to add that, you know, when we say this is a mission field, it's not, this isn't about us going out and standing on street corners and calling Absolutely. people and dragging people by their shirt collars and saying, you know, this is a sin. You know, these are people that seek us out and Absolutely. seek help. And many times, you know, we hear, wow, you know, it took me so long to find you because everybody wants to tell me that I just have to, that I just have to accept my gayness or I have to accept my struggle that I'm struggling with, with same sex attraction. And that's just a lie. Sure. You know? And so it, you know, as people and as churches and counselors begin closing their doors to the, to the, to the opportunity for folks to even find truth, you know, it gets harder for them to find us. Absolutely. And um, so I just want folks to know that, you know, we actually, honestly, since this whole ruling came about uh, on same-sex marriage, we have had more phone calls um, since that has happened for people that were just, you know, seeking Seeking help. Sure, absolutely. So, so Shay's absolutely right. We don't demand or we don't drag people in. Uh, we are here as a light. We consider ourselves the light of Christ to help the, those seeking uh, freedom from any, excuse me, from any brokenness. Actually, but uh, but specifically, we believe in this particular area that you know, in this in South Texas, in San Antonio, in Austin. In, in Texas itself and as far as, you know, all over the world, we, we have folks calling in saying we want someone to help us. And so we see ourselves as a light and a mission. 
a missionary to the gay community. And uh, we are not here to try to hurt anyone, anyone, and I just really encourage you to kind of begin to pray about how do I have a new look at this? How do I open my heart to 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 be loving but offer truth and to just see it as a mission field. Um, this is Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and uh, you are listening to Healing Hidden Wounds Radio. We are listener supported, and and as we are a mission uh, a mission uh, field, as we are I'm sorry, as we are as a, as a missionary to the gay community, we just ask that you can begin to think about supporting us. Uh, like this weekend, we had seven folks come and actually. Only about four out of those seven could afford the $99 registration fee. And so we had very few folks who actually wanted or could or, or were willing to, to pay. And so we just ask you to think about that as a mission field if you'd like to support us. Because we know you can't really go to people who are not even sure that they trust you and say, hey, can you pay for the things you were about to do here? And we provided the full weekend. We provided... Uh, Food and and lodging and and we we do a, a retreat at our retreat center and so they absolutely don't have to pay for anything they just come as they are and we were just really blessed I'm just offering to you we had tears and a lot of love uh, by the end of the weekend and it was just really a sweet time so if you'd like to donate you can go to our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com and go to the donate tab. Well, tonight we thought we would kind of have an open mic night or an open call night. We are a call-in show, and our call-in number is 340-9585. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, we're just going to take calls. If you have any questions about anything, any anything that's, that has come up in your own life, you know, we do offer, or at least we try to offer real-life answers to uh, life's toughest questions. So, you know, you may have listened in before and think, wow, they're a little bit unorthodox. They sometimes talk about things that are a little bit out there. Well, unfortunately, uh, or fortunately, whichever the case is, that's the ministry God's given us. Well, and not comparing ourselves to Jesus or anything, but he was a little unorthodox Absolutely. as well. And I, do, I absolutely think it's okay to compare to him because he never, at least... Anytime in the Bible I could find him, he was never inside the box. He was always outside the box and visiting with the those that no one wanted to visit with and and uh, loving those who were unlovable in the society of that day. And so that's what we try to do. And so we are not always the prettiest ministry, but we do try to talk about some the of the hardest things, things that, that some people don't know how to talk about. The things that people don't really want to talk about or they don't know how to ask. That's right. That's right. So if you have one of those questions or you have something on your mind, we welcome you to give us a call. And again, the number is 340-9585. And we'd love to hear from you. I do want to throw out real quick, speaking of hard issues, we have a journey to joy for wives coming up August 28th through the 30th. It is a time of healing for wives whose husbands have gotten caught up in sexually compulsive behaviors, addictive behaviors, uh, masturbation, pornography, affairs, prostitution. And a lot of times there's wives out there who just think, wow, I have nowhere to turn. 
I don't know how to talk to my Sunday school teacher or my best friend about my husband and what he's been doing, the, the brokenness he's gotten involved in. And so we offer this weekend as a time for wives of, with all kinds of, of, um, interactions in their husband's brokenness, whether it's he's been heterosexually broken or homosexually broken or has looked at, at any number of types of pornography, um, you know, don't feel like you don't belong there. It's a place for a wife to come and heal. It's August 28th through the 30th. That's a journey to joy. It's a great place. You know, a lot of wives show up there pretty scared of, oh, my gosh, what are we going to talk about? And are people going to hear me and think, wow, I'm, I'm, I carry my husband's shame, so therefore I'm bad because he's done these horrible things or I've done something wrong. And so we really want to make sure that you understand that that is not the case at all, that we really try and offer a place where people can just share and feel, just feel accepted wherever their husband's brokenness has taken them. And uh, as much as we have trouble sometimes with feelings in our own lives and trying to deal with feelings, as some people might relate, it's it's hard sometimes to deal with feelings. It is a safe place to deal with feelings, and we truly believe that you need to deal with your feelings, whether you're enraged, whether you're desperately hurting, whether you're revengeful, whatever those feelings are, it's better to not just say, God says don't do that. Uh, it's better to say, let's ask Jesus how to heal that place. So that's yeah. a that's a journeytojoy.org. Uh, you can find out more information there. You can go to our website at www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com. There's a, a tab there for the Journey to Joy. We'd love to have you. Well, and I, uh, do you want me to go ahead and I was going to start off with a um, an email that we received. Go for it. And uh, so I thought I would read this email and. We'll get some insight. Okay. This. Um, it says, on November 2nd, my husband and I will have been married for 30 years. I have made a decision to leave on November 1st. So that's the day before their anniversary. I have made a decision to leave on November 1st if he does not seek help. For the first 15 years of our marriage, he obsessively looked at pornography. He went to a men's intensive where it seemed to it seemed to help for a while and he began doing better. However, he is now acting out again. I have told him full disclosure is the only way that our marriage will survive. Do you think I've done the right thing? Wow, that's a toughie to start off with, huh? <laughs> well, yeah, it is. <laughs> Well, I think pornography... Well, and we may want to explain kind of what full disclosure is. Sure. Um, I think pornography is one of the most difficult things in our world today. And um, and I always try to help men understand when I work with them that, you know, you cannot have a porn shop in the middle of your living room and expect it to be okay. Right. Uh, there's a lot of temptation around it. If, if a person's ever gotten off into porn, then it could very well continue to be a temptation. And, and if you have an open computer that sits in the middle of your living room, uh, or in your bedroom or in your private office, especially, that's not so great. When you have a, those, those computers without any protection, and what I mean by protection is a program that will help you not go to those, uh, those sites, then, you're asking for trouble. 
And so here we have a guy, it sounds like he has had trouble with it, then had some freedom from it, and he's gone back and started having trouble with it again. And his wife is kind of setting an ultimatum, it sounds like. Yes. Well, I guess the first thing I throw out, in full disclosure, I guess, is is sitting down with your wife and saying, this is everything I've ever done, and in detail. Um, everything? That's what full disclosure means. Okay. Um, I don't know that I agree with full disclosure. Right. Meaning I don't know that a wife wants to know every detail mm-hmm. of the porn that her husband's looked at, or I don't think that uh, a wife wants to know every uh, detail of the porn that that he's gotten involved with or the things he's thought about or the times of day or the days of the week. Uh, I think that's just too much for a wife to carry. So she ends up struggling to now know all of the things he struggled with. And now she's unable to get the things out of her head that she has heard from him. And so I just don't think full disclosure is great. I think the greatest thing is to be honest and sit down and talk about this is what I've looked at. This is what I've gotten into. And uh, and if it's, you know, porn versus some sort of, you know, uh, variation of just what we call normal porn, heterosexual porn, I think if it, get it got into homosexual porn or if it got into other deviations of child porn, certainly, or um, pornography that included uh, violence or those things, I think you need to, to, to share those differences. I don't think I don't think you should just come right out and say, I've just looked at porn, if you've actually gotten into looking at gay porn. A wife needs to know, what am I really going up against here? What has your problem been? But I don't think a wife needs to know everything. So so that's kind of what full disclosure means to me, is not everything but enough detail so that she's not caught unaware. Uh, I think certainly if it started with porn and it went into chat rooms and you started chatting with someone, she definitely needs to know that difference. You can't call it porn and say, well, I also went into chat room and started chatting with people sexually. I believe she just needs to know those little differences. I don't think she needs to know every detail or what you did because I don't want her to have to now carry the things that you've carried or that the husband's carried. Now, with regards to this wife, um, I get a little worried, I guess, or a little bit stressed when I hear ultimatums like that. Right. Um, I just offer to folks listening, and by the way, we are calling if you have a question or comment, even about something you're hearing on, on one of the, the emails that we've, we've had that we're talking about right now. We'd love to have you call in. Our number is 210-340-9585. Um, I think ultimatums tie the hands of God. And so I think what is always concerning is when someone says, if you don't do this by this date, then I'm doing this. Um, I realize that a lot of people think that that's empowering and that it's not being an enabler and all those great psychology words that I'm not sure I appreciate very much. But but what if God doesn't really want those kinds of ultimatums in the picture? You know, I don't know that he usually sets up a whole lot of ultimatums. Now, he may sometimes allow consequences, but I just think it's very hard for when a wife says, if you don't do this, then I'm out of here. 
Well, and it doesn't so much <clears throat> tie the hands of God as much as tying the hands of a person in their relationship with God. Sure. Because, I mean, we can't tie the hands of God. God is God. Sure. And so, you know, I see what kind of what you're saying as, you know, that if God may intervene and say, I don't want you to leave your husband. I don't want, I want you to stay with him and show him grace and love and forgiveness. Even through this process. Even through this process. Then you, you know, then you're, you have a choice to make. You know, do I follow God? Do I listen to God's calling? You know, so it kind of ties your own hands in your relationship with God and where you go with that. Sure. And I guess what I meant also is, you may not even think you're hearing from God if you've already set up this ultimatum. So no matter what he says, if you've already said, I'm doing this, then even if he were to say, I don't want you to leave, you'd go, oh, that's not from God because I've already said I'm leaving on this particular date. And so he can't really, he can't move in your heart in that, I guess is what I'm offering. Right. And so I just encourage, I guess I would encourage this wife to, I mean, what would happen Maybe she's had an honest conversation with her husband, but what would happen if she sat down with him and said, you know what, I love you, and I'm sorry that pornography is continuing in your life, and I really want to help you. I want to love you through this, so how do we uh, how do we confront this? You know, what can you do to ha- get help, you know? Uh, I mean, unfortunately... You know, pornography is very addictive, just like other addictions in this world. And so what do you do when, you know, you go to a program and you seem to get help and five years later or three years later or ten years later you're stumbling around in it again? You just shut the whole thing down because he somehow is not lovable? Or do you look at the situation and say, hey, it's attacking our marriage again. What do we do to stop it? I think that's what I would offer well, and I would also want to offer to the, I just would want to offer to the wife, you know, I read this and I, and I can't help but feel the, just the hurt sure. and the, just the sadness, the, um, the loss of hope, uh, in her marriage sure. and for her marriage. Uh, it seems like things st- were getting better. You know, so I think it is important, and this is one thing we stress at the Journey to Joy, is that that the wives do need a a safe place to fall. They need a safe place to be able to grieve and to share and to hurt and to sure. express their hurt. Absolutely. I think it's important to, you know, sometimes the focus becomes so much on the husband and, and their sin, and, and granted, it it does need to be a focus because it does have to be addressed. Absolutely. However, at that point, it becomes so much, so focused on the husband and him getting better that it almost, you know, there is no focus on the wife and what her needs are. Absolutely. And I, and I know she's aware of it. However, however. There's a difference between being aware of it and walking through the pain exactly. of it. Exactly. 
and that's what. And I'm glad you said that because I'm I'm sorry to most. I'm sorry to wives out there if I didn't look at that side of it because that's absolutely no. I true. think you do. I think I, I just think mean in did. this particular situation. Correct. I think it's important for a wife to also understand we get it that you're hurting and sometimes control is that only thing that you can latch onto that makes you feel like I'm doing something to save my marriage. So I'm doing this to save it. But you have to be careful because sometimes setting ultimatums or setting control in place only leads to, to divorce and division and those things. So I do encourage that wife also to get some help. Talk to somebody uh, where you can feel and talk and share. You are listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry, and our call-in number is 210-340-9585. We are just offering some different uh, call-ins and emails that we've had over the last several weeks, and uh, just wanted to throw them out there thinking it might help someone to answer some of these uh, these hard questions on the air, and we just thank you that you're here tonight. We are a healing and prayer and counseling ministry, and we are located in South Texas, out near Canyon Lake. We'd love to have you uh, visit our website and see what we do. Uh, we are a, a donation-based ministry, and so we would never want anyone to feel like they couldn't get help uh, because of finances. And that's what we felt God lay on our heart a long time ago, is that he is our provider and so we don't, uh, we do everything by donation. So if you have struggles, if you have, uh, brokenness, things that you have felt come up in your life that has begin, have, has begun to, to affect you, uh, or affect your life, affect your relationships, we'd love to help. Um, we believe that Jesus came to set the captive free. And we would love to have you, uh, come out and talk with us. Uh, we do Skype counseling as well. If you, uh, can't, if you don't want to come all the way out to where we are, or if you don't live in this, in this, in the listening area, uh, we would love to be able to sit down and just talk with you about God's best. We both came out of some brokenness in our own lives, and we have seen Jesus do some great things, and, uh, we just are, we're, we're, so happy that the Lord has has called us to join him in the places of healing and hope because that is the truth. We we do have hope in Christ. And um, I'm going to pray before we end this in this first half. And uh, we just thank you, Jesus, for being here. We thank you for anyone listening right now who might be afraid to call in but may have a question. May you just help us to to reach them through whatever uh, scenario or whatever uh, emails that we are talking about tonight. Because we want people to know your love. That is what sets people free. Your love sets us free. Your grace reminds us of who you are and your love sets us free. And we can't wait to see what you're going to do. Thank you, Jesus, for joining us here. And we, we praise you and we worship you. In Jesus' name. Amen. Join us after the break and we'll continue these emails. Love has done its part. Let him lay my life in my heart. Your love has done its part. Let him reign in my life in my heart. Your love has done its part. Let him reign in my life. 
Well, welcome back. We're glad you're here. You're joining us at uh, Healing Hidden Wounds Radio and uh, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And I'm here with my wife, Shay, and I'm Lee, and we're just glad you're here. We uh, are so grateful that we get to do this. Sometimes we we uh, drive in thinking, wow, it's hard to, to drive into San Antonio. But then once we get here, it's just like the Lord lights up the place it's and a starts blessing. to... To remind us of just how great it is to share his truth and his love and and his freedom. And so uh, we just thank you, Jesus, for joining us here. I'm going to read another scenario, another email that we got uh, this last. Actually, this has been about uh, a month ago. Another uh, email that we got from a guy that uh, is close to my own heart because I've had some struggles in these areas. Uh, this, uh, this gentleman writes in, he says, please pray for restoration of my marriage of 36 and a half years. Two months ago, I confess that over the last 20 years, I have been struggling with same sex attraction. My wife is angry and deeply hurt. What can I do to help after all the hurt that I have done to her? That's a tough situation as well. That's tough. Um, you know, something that I always think about, and I guess the first thing that came to comes to my mind is, and I know this may sound really unorthodox, but I get the pain, and I'm not disregarding the pain, but I also wouldn't want either one of them to lose the memories over those 36 and a half years that were good. You know, sometimes brokenness is in a marriage, and and we don't know how to disclose it, and people get afraid of it, and... I can imagine this man is, was afraid to say what he really struggles with. And and so I would offer, first of all, to that couple, don't forget those great things that you did experience in your marriage over 36 and a half years. Because it's not all lies. Absolutely. It's not all lies. There's it's, truth in, in those memories. Right. And, and we don't know the whole story. I'm sorry. Sure. Go ahead. And just in the things you share, um, there's memories, there's... That's real. That's real stuff. Sometimes, you know, when you're hurt, you think, wow, everything was just a lie. It's all just a lie. It was based on lies, 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 you know? Right. And it's not. Absolutely. You know, look for the truth. I always stress to people, look for the truth, you know? Look for the lies and and do something with those lies. Either get rid rid of them or counteract counteract it with the truth of God. Absolutely. We worked with a wife one time whose husband had gotten into prostitution, uh, seeing prostitutes for almost 30 years of their marriage. And I remember her first reaction was, lies, 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 my mm. whole relationship's been a lie. And uh, and if I remember correctly, I believe she went through some of even the family pictures and cut his, her husband out of a lot of the family pictures. Yes. But somewhere in that year, as she was healing, she came to the point where she said, you know, what I realized is that I had to stop looking at the entire marriage and look at memories because the memories were true. And so when I began to look at the memories surrounding this picture, I remember having a great time. The Christmases, the birthdays, the birth of their children. Yes, I mean, you can't forget your children. You can't forget that we were together in children. We were together at birthdays or recitals recitals, or mom and dad's 50th anniversary or, you know, all those great things that were loving and were true. You know, brokenness and sin creep in at any moment. 
but that doesn't take away from the truths of your of your good time as well and of those great things that God has provided over those 36 and a half years. I think another thing I'd offer to the husband, since he's the one asking what do I do to help her now that I've hurt her so much, is I would ask her, what do you need from me? What can I do to help you um, recover, to heal? And I think talking is one of the greatest things, helping her understand. Uh, I think being able to walk with her in her pain. You know, sometimes we want to we want to tell someone we've hurt them, but then we're scared that we might actually have to walk through pain. And so we're just like, well, now that I've told you, hopefully you are good and I'm, we're over it now. We can move on. Uh, but she might have some pain there. She might have some hurt that she grieves over. You know, it's hard to hear that this surprise thing, this this shocking thing that she never knew anything about has been happening for 36 and a half years. Well, yeah, there's nothing worse than having trust destroyed that you trusted and you didn't even know it was going to get destroyed or it was destroyed before it even got destroyed because you didn't know. Absolutely. And so working through that is sometimes the hardest part. But that requires of this gentleman to begin to look at that situation and say, I want to be here for you. You need to talk, I'll talk. You need to yell, I'll listen. You need to throw things, I'll catch them. (laughs) You know, whatever that is, we'll walk through this together. And then I think he should also begin uh, trying to find some help for that struggle because I think what might help her the most is to begin to see that he's really trying to heal the broken places that's plagued their marriage for 36 and a half years. You know, it's it's one thing to say, I've done this. It's another to say, I don't want to hurt you again. And let me do what I can to, to put walls in place to keep this from happening again. Because I don't want to hurt you again. And... And to restore that place. And, and I'm just encouraged because we've had a lot of folks we've worked with where the husband has helped his wife to seek renewal and, and redemption of the broken places of their marriage. And that's a great thing. And as that's happened, their marriage has actually gotten closer than they've ever been before. We are a call-in show. I just want to remind everyone if you have a comment or you, maybe this, uh, this email here uh, hits a little too close to home. We'd love to hear from you. Uh, our number here in the, at the studio is 210-340-9585. If you have any comments or questions, if you, if you just want to ask a question that's even off this particular email, please don't hesitate. We'd love to be able to answer it for you. And, um, and we're just glad that we can, can be here to help. So that's what I would offer to this 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 gentleman writing in. I, I feel for him, you know. Uh, I always I always feel for somebody who has to hide. I always feel for the person who feels like they're so alone that they can't really say what they've been doing, because that's a lonely place as well. I, I'm not saying I don't feel for the wife. I'm so sorry. That's that's a shock. It's and it and it initially could very well feel like her whole marriage is a lie. Uh, but that's what we want to talk about. That's why we were talking about. Don't try not to go to that place if my whole marriage is a lie. 
But brokenness is brokenness. And so um, sometimes it's just hurtful to hear that somebody's had to hide their brokenness for that many years. So for him, I would say go out and find somebody you can talk to. Go mm-hmm. tell somebody what you've struggled with. Because now you all are still in the same marriage. You're still bound by the cord of the strand of three that makes the, the strong cord with Jesus in the middle. But the husband's going to need to be walking down a pathway of healing and the wife is going to need to walk down a pathway of healing. And, right. and if you do that, my, my prayer and my absolute hope is that you'll meet somewhere down in the end of that again, seeing that the other person is, is different, mm-hmm. maybe changed but better through the process. Amen. And so that's what I would offer. Well, we are glad you're listening. You're listening to Shadow of His Wings Ministry. And uh, we are a healing and a prayer ministry. We love helping folks. Um, tonight's show is is a culmination of some emails that we've had come in over the last uh, several weeks, couple of months. And uh, we thought they might be beneficial to talk about. We do like to answer life's tough questions, at least the best we know how. Uh, and so that's what we're trying to do tonight. I want to switch gears a little bit. Uh, this uh, email came in from a mom. Uh, it's not an adult. It's about a 17-year-old boy uh, who has been looking at pornography. And she says, my son is 17 years old and has been looking at pornography for the last four years. He goes to a local Christian school here in San Antonio, and I am scared for him because I don't know how to help him stop. We have put filters on his computer, and we have tried to give him accountability, but he still struggles. What can we do? What do you think about that? Wow. <laughs> it's a crazy um, one, right? That is a crazy ride. It It really is. I think it's... I think I want to applaud their family because I think the dynamics are great that they're able to communicate. I mean, I don't know how the son found out. Maybe they found out, you know, who knows, you know. Right. But the good thing is is that it's out in the open, and once it's out in the open, that's that's a great start. Absolutely. You know? Just keep talking about it. I think it's important to keep talking. I think the main thing is, you know, if you have a child that is into pornography, and, and it's becoming more common. I mean, it is it is a very common thing. And so um, I would suggest for parents, the to me, the thing of most importance and is to not shame your Absolutely. child, to not call them names, not put any shame on them, you know, um, yes, help them, you know, find help, help them by putting, you know, um, accountability in their lives, putting filters on their computers, um, you know, and talk about it. Absolutely. You know, uh, I, I appreciate what you said about not calling them names, not shaming them. Because, you know, I was just sitting there thinking as you were talking, and I was I was realizing that really, if you look at anything in our world that's a sin, that's a broken place, that's a hurtful place, it doesn't help to shame the person that's what it, in whatever they've done. 
I mean, I can't think of a thing that, that calling them names or telling them how bad they are or telling them what a screw-up they are, I can't think of a single time that that does any good. And so I am also blessed by this uh, family, at least from what I can read here, in that they at least seem to have open communication. And I know it's scary because you think, wow, he's still looking or he hasn't stopped or we've done this and he hasn't stopped, we've done this and he hasn't stopped. I can only imagine that in my heart, in the spirit realm, the good thing is, though, that as parents, these folks are heading off at the pass any any other damage that can be done. Right. By at least talking with him, by saying, you know what, we love you, and we're going to keep loving you. Um, you know, something that comes to my mind, and this is something that we'd love to do at some point, is Shadow of His Wings Ministry would love to have a teen program. Yes. You know? Uh, I think about teens and I think about girls and boys who struggle uh, in the areas of sexual brokenness, whether it's same-sex attraction, whether it's pornography, whether it's it's heterosexual brokenness. I think about, you know, I mean, my dream someday would have, uh, you know, a, a weekend where a bunch of the, these teenage boys can go out on a hiking trip and and we can work with them and talk to them and they can share together because I think I don't know too many churches, at least I haven't heard any where where folks are sitting down with teenage uh, boys in one room and teenage girls in the other and being able to really talk about pornography and sexuality and the things that they can get into in the broken places. Right. And so um, my dream it would be, wow, to have a youth a youth program at some church or something someday to be able to sit down with this teen boy and have some teen accountability with a good, strong leader that would help. I think that would be a great thing as well. Right, because you can... You can rest assured that that when the teens get together, they're talking about sexuality. Absolutely. And unfortunately, I don't mean to down this, whichever Christian school this is, but you can also bet that most likely that Christian school is not talking about pornography. Right. And not talking about sexuality in a way that, that helps those kids who really feel like mine is out of control or mine's broken. I think a lot of Christian schools don't know how to handle that. And so... I just encourage these parents, and, and I just the, the first thing I would do is sit down with this boy if I were his dad and just say, you know what, we love you. I'm going to check in with you at least weekly. We're just going to talk and see how you're doing, and I get it. I understand it, and let's just see how we can keep working with you. I think right. that would be great. Well, I know we're running kind of out of time, but I, I have one more I'd like to read here, um, and maybe this will help someone. This is a, also a mom who writes in. I hope dad, dads are writing in somewhere out there as well, that it's not just moms who are concerned about these things. I know that dads are also concerned about them, so I'm just playing around. But This is a mom who writes in and says, My 19-year-old daughter has been going to college here in San Antonio and recently found out that she is in a relationship with another girl. She has said that she believes that she's gay and that this is how she was born and this is where she, how she chooses to live her life. What do we do from here as Christian parents who don't see this for our daughter? So that's another hard one, uh, but it's a, it's a sweet one. And I say sweet because we just had a great weekend of a bunch of kids. Amen. Uh, and I say kids because I'm 49, so everybody's a kid below the age of at least 25, you know. Uh, 
just a good group of kids. And there's actually perhaps one of them listening right now. And so we give a shout out to her. She knows who mm-hmm. she is. And, um, you know, what, what I would do with this, this situation is, you know, and I know this is going to sound like a pat answer, but I would just keep loving this daughter. Yes. You know, I think all you can offer her, I, I don't think it's wrong for a parent to say, I don't see that as who you are, but I can love you anyway, and I will love you. You know, I think the gay community struggles right now because they want us as just parents, friends, um, Sunday school teachers, they want us to say, I can agree with you, and I also accept you completely. And and that may never happen because what if I don't agree that God made you this way? And I don't know that a parent should ever have to say, I agree that God made you this way. Right. I know we've had folks who who come to retreats or who've shown up for counseling before who've said, you know, if my parents can't agree that this is how God made me and that this is who I am, then we may not be able to have a relationship. And I, I feel very, you know, that's, that's very crazy. That's a great, crazy area because, you know, there's lots of things that parents don't agree for their kids, you know? I mean, we could get into all kinds of topics where parents may not agree that pot should be legalized or parents may not agree that, you know, you should have sex with your boyfriend before you get married. You know, all these things that parents may not agree, but they can still love you and disagree with that. Right. But I would encourage this mom to maybe have that conversation and then just keep loving her daughter. Exactly. You know, and we've had folks who called in before and said, well, what do I do about, you know, what if she wants to bring her home for Christmas? That's an adventure, right? <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's a, what do we do? But I don't think you can turn them away. I mean, I think you want your kids to know that you always have a safe place to land here. doesn't mean that you have to agree with it. It also doesn't mean that you have to put pamphlets around the house that say you disagree. You know, it just means that if you've had a good relationship with your daughter, or even if you haven't had a good relationship with her, to really sit down with her and say, sweetie, you know, we just don't see this as God's best for you. And we never will. But we will always see what God's best is for you. Because we love you. And you're welcome. And it doesn't mean that God's not going to move. Absolutely. In anybody's life, in, in her life, you know? I mean, you just don't know what her journey is and what her, her walk is going to be. But, you know, God is always there to meet us. Absolutely. You know, God speaks a lot louder than, than any of us ever could. You're absolutely right. And a lot of times we as parents, parents that we've worked with have have said, well, I have to let her know any chance I get that she's wrong and that this is not right. You know, you don't have to do that. No. You know, we all struggle in sin areas. And so if somebody's always telling you how wrong you are and how they must show you how wrong you are, then that's really not the love of Christ. That's the judgment. You know, that's the the actually that's pointing out the speck in your child's eye versus seeing the log in your own eye. Right. And so I just don't believe you have to do that. I think a parent can tell a child once and say, this is not what we see who you to be. Well, because they're gonna, they know they're not going to forget 
what your view is on it. I mean, they don't forget. Absolutely. And they're not going to question, oh, I wonder if mom and dad's changed their mind, you know. Uh, they may come to you and ask at some point, are you ever going to accept me? And then you can say, I accept you 100%. I love you 100%. I just don't agree with what you believe about yourself. Exactly. And that's a, that's a journey that, <clears throat> excuse me, that's a journey that we're all on is how do we love those who, who don't see the way we see? Well, and I'll go back to the the answer I gave on the question we started out with is, you know, it is important not to shame somebody. Absolutely. You know, and, you know, I've heard, I've heard many times, you know, and, and I've gone through, you know, my own, my own life and being called names and, and, you know, I, I share with folks sometimes the importance in names and, and, um, you know, sometimes we, we take those names and we start believing those about ourselves. Absolutely. And so I just think it is important that whatever you do, you know, when somebody confides something in you, your child, your husband, you know, um, whoever, your friend, you know, don't you you don't have to name call or you shame on that person. Because shame doesn't really change anything. No. They may stop acting the way you want <clears throat> they may stop acting the way you don't like them to act in front of you. But it doesn't mean it's changed their heart. You know, it's that amazing place where, you know, um we had someone that, that said one time that his mom actually called him a name when she found out that he struggled with same-sex attraction, a very derogatory name. And so I think about that, and I think anytime someone names you something, they break who they break your trust in them because you've just determined who they are aside from who God made them to be. And that's just devastating, and that is what shame does. I mean, to call someone a name, to... To you may be doing it because you're you're fearful, or you may do it because you're angry at something in your own life. It doesn't take away the truth that don't ever call someone something out of your brokenness, out of your shame, or anything to try to make them feel worse so they won't do what you don't want them to do. God has called us sons and daughters of the King. He has called us princes and princesses of the King. And so I'm just praying for anybody out there right now who may need to hear, you are not what you've done, you are not your sin, you are God's child and he loves you and you are called to know that you're his son and his daughter. Hear us, beloved, you belong to him and whomever's called you a name. You don't need to live Thank under that anymore. Listening to Healing Hidden Wounds, sponsored by Shadow of His Wings Ministry. We hope through the words spoken here, you found Christ's hope, healing, and restoration. Shadow of His Wings is a 501c3 nonprofit ministry, and this radio show is listener supported. Please go to www.shadowofhiswingsministry.com to donate if you'd like to support the work we do.